Ah, appreciate everybody for joining us once again, another episode, which I think we are now at episode number, geez, where are we at now? 98, slowly getting there, slowly but surely getting to uh, to where we need to be um, for the podcast, uh, what you're watching and listening to right now, unless you've been living under a rock. Take, take the podcast, find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher. What else am I leaving out? Um, oh, of course, the Spreaker. Also find us on the Flow Television. Love my people over there at the Flow Television. Getting us all hooked up to where you can also watch on Fire TV. Uh, so if you got that Fire Stick and all that, you don't want to pay for all the cable and all that, uh, then uh, you can check us on Fire TV. Uh, also on Apple TV, on Roku TV, the whole nine. I can just imagine my boys back there just in the green room, crazy laughing at me right now. Like, look at this dude just plugging everything. And I know that got to be Raphael probably. Um, but even more so, make sure you go and do your part by subscribing. Tell a friend, tell your enemies, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama what you, where you can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast called Takes Take. Now, I'm going to get ready to bring my guys in here because I know they've been waiting ever so patiently and long enough for me to stop running my mouth uh, and get to the uh, main course uh, meal of the program, which is obviously the NBA season, kind of somewhat officially getting ready to tip off with uh, tomorrow. Um, training camp is going to be starting. A lot of NBA teams today had NBA um, media days availability, and I wouldn't want to share this experience with nobody other than two guys that was also a part of uh, that media availability for one team in particular, uh, that being the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, sharing some of that media space with me. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring them in here. Uh, let's go with this gentleman first, man, because this is, I think, my his first time. I feel like maybe second time me bringing him on. Uh, a good buddy of mine and loving all the work that he does, of course. Not sure why there's an echo, but it's there. We're just going to move on past it. That would be none other than Edward Powell. Uh, podcast host and jack of all trades. He thought I was, look at him. He ain't even reading the bottom of the ticker right there. He thought I was joking. I said, I, Ed, what should I bring you on the show and introduce you as? Because I know you got a podcast and you're doing so many different things. Jack of all trades. You know how we do. So I said, I'm going to put that in there. Jack of all trades. You know how we do. From the Hawks Beat Podcast. Go and check out my boy's podcast. It's phenomenal. Outstanding. Super dope. Follow him on Twitter at Hawks B at H A W K S B E A T. Ed, what's popping, bro? What's going on, man? Thanks for uh, having me on, man. We've been trying to connect for the longest, but uh, glad we're able to kind of chop it up a little bit, man. You know how we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You and me both, man, have been looking forward to it for quite some time. And uh, this is going to be eventful. This is going to be fun, man. And I want to get into it, but not before I bring the other homie on. Uh, uh, a uh, 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 Midwest constituents of mine. I can't spell that word, but I'm going to say it like I own it. Uh, so I want to make sure that I bring him in and definitely want to show him some love. That's none other than Raphael Haynes, owner, CEO, sounding all important and stuff. And radio host from the deep three-point conversion. Find him on social media at three-point conversion at 3PTCNVRSN. <sighs> that was a lot to get through. What's up, cuz? What's up, y'all? Did you miss me? I know I'm back there in the building with Ed. What up, Ed? You know the drill, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. Ready to talk some Hawks. Let's do it. No doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I want to find out from you guys first. We're going to start out with Ed in terms of some of your takeaways that you saw uh, and heard from Hawks Media Day on today. We're going to get into some of the other stuff in terms of your realistic expectations uh, on, the, on, on the next go around. But for this one, just some of the major takeaways. Did anything surprise you? Did you know this is one of them weird days where it's like people tend to give some of these like silly questions or kind of as if you know the sports today needs another reason for media to be able to ask some of the questions we ask. But uh, it happens. This was a little bit more on the serious side. I feel like I don't know if you guys agree with me. What are some of your takeaways starting with Ed? Um. Media day is kind of like a necessary evil, right? There's nothing really that you glean too much, like no breaking news. You know, the main things people want to know 
is DeAndre healthy? Is Cam healthy? Is Bogey healthy? They really want to know are the guys healthy. And uh, that's kind of the main takeaways that you get from that. You know, DeAndre said he should be ready to go by opening night. Um, other than that, it was kind of a lot of what did you work on? You know, what do you hope? What are your goals? That type of stuff. It can be a little monotonous, but, you know, they seem poised and ready to go. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to such a great season last year. Awesome choice of words, too. Monotonous. That's another one I'm going to have to write down. I don't know. I can spell it worth a crap, but I'm going to have to tap in with my dude, Iron Mike Dyson, a little bit uh, later. And if you don't know who he is or heard of his pops, I'm pretty sure he has a, a, a really interesting way of knowing it and spelling it in a definition and all that good stuff. Um, let's jump over to you, Raphael. What are some of your takeaways? Anything surprise you, shock you by any stretch of the imagination? Well, first of all, the reason why I was so straight by the book, Ed, because we wasn't there in person. So, you, you know, we would have made it live if we was in there, but either Hey, that's or... a whole nother podcast. <laughs> they ain't ready for that one. <laughs> Second tier. All right, so um, <laughs> anyway, what I took from it is most, basically everybody was like all in one accord. I mean, they, they followed the leader and Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan came out and said, hey, it's not about last year. Last year is last year. You know, we're, um, we want to improve. We want to get home court advantage. And it's just trickled down from everyone. Um, I, you know, what I liked about it is just the fact that, as you mentioned, yeah, we weren't there, but usually everybody's loose and everything. But everybody seemed ready. Like, they were focused. Like, it was, it was just different. Everybody grew up. Even with Cam, uh, we spoke about it earlier, Deshaun, how – I mean, everybody was just like, he wasn't that shy kid that sat on the edge of the seat waiting for somebody to say something, something where he was going to defend. He was ready. Everyone was focused. They, they talked about um, just, you know, being on one accord. They talked about being mentally ready, uh, want to do more, but at the same time, just focusing on just getting better, you know, getting home court advantage. And I, I, I like that from there. And I was more impressed with that than anything. Coach Nate was, the most relaxed out of everybody go figure, you know, he's really serious usually, but he was relaxed. And to me, that gave a sign like, look, I'm good with my guys. We're in a good place. When the season starts, everyone's going to be healthy. We have a game plan. Everybody has bought in. And so that's what I took from it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I see much of it the same way. A lot of seriousness, uh, which I mean, these guys are, you know, they're, of course, it's all about having fun. I think Trey kind of mentioned something like that. Like, how good is the game if you're not really having fun and enjoying playing it and just the experiences and everything all over, all across the board? And then it kind of got me thinking, like, there's a lot of seriousness. I don't think a lot of these athletes really have a great time being interviewed and things like that. Uh, but I like to think that we're a really fun group, too, by the way. Um, Cam Reddish, I mean, I, listen, I, I told you this before, Raphael, that when it comes to guys like, um, John Collins, he's he's the class clown, so to speak, right. of the bunch all the time. Uh, but in his own ways of not trying to be funny for real, uh, Cam Reddish could be pretty funny himself. And I think he'd be thinking he's serious, but then he'd be like, you know, uh, I don't know if it's a joke or what. Like he has a hard time understanding, which that's just always funny because I think he's just being so serious and that makes it even more funnier. Um, your your not necessarily reactions, but. Uh, your realistic expectations for this team, because everybody knows a lot of people didn't get a chance to see them. They didn't play on very many nationally televised games. They will get that chance this year. Um, and uh, a lot of people just weren't paying attention to them, didn't get a chance to see them, came out and shocked a lot of people, especially after this team got completely healthy, which was happened at the right time until luck according to people outside of Georgia ran out. Nate McMillan mentioned that as well. Um, Coming off the Eastern Conference Finals appearance, what's next up for this team? I want to find out from you first, Ed, because I guess ultimately, long story longer, trying to find out is, like, what do you feel like needs to happen for this team maybe to not be considered a disappointing season? What are your realistic expectations? Like, if not nothing else, this team has to do or to be this. What is that this for Edwin Powell? Um... I would say this. I would say this team's ability to turn the page is going to directly affect their success, meaning 
that I think with the 60 win team, we all cover that team. It was a lot of, oh, well, well they won 60 games that year. And, and it's like people were still talking about the 60 win team like five and six years later. Their ability to get last year out of their mouth, you know what I'm saying, and get that nasty taste out of their mouth and just move forward and realize, look, that was last year. This is a whole nother year. They're coming for us this year. Um, I think their ability to focus on this year is going to be really important. I think Nate can do it. Uh, he's a vet. Nate Nate has, Nate has isn't a rookie. Like, I don't know why folks were surprised when Nate came on and started playing well. Like, check his numbers. My man is official. But to answer your question, I would say this team is definitely a top four team in the East. Um, I don't think they're better than Brooklyn. I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I got them right there with Milwaukee. I think they're better than Philly because, I, I mean, you take Ben Simmons out the equation. I'm not really that high on Philly. But I think this is a top four team. Um, the ceiling might be top three, you know, knocking on two. I, I think that's what that's what the expectation is. Going to the playoffs, you roll the dice, anything can happen. Raphael, ex, uh, realistic uh, expectations uh, for this team. Uh, obviously, you know, Ed feels like that this is a team that could potentially. I feel like around this time last year, I was asking most people, and they're like, uh, probably right on the inside of the playoffs, maybe an eight. I feel like at best a seven. Who knows? I mean, if they can get a six, it's like throw a parade downtown on Peachtree. Mm-hmm. This team got a five and was right there knocking on the door of a four. Uh, what, what did you hear during uh, media days on today in regards to some of the things that you, that they feel like that they have to do and some of that their goals are including your realistic expectations? Well, they have to um, stay focused and not worry about last season like they talked about. Just – Play with that chip still on their shoulder still. Uh, what I did like about what everyone said, most of everybody said was either, you know, Trey. Trey always felt like he disrespected. You tell Trey, hey, man, I like your hair. He going to take that as disrespect. Just That's just how he is. He's cut from that cloth. He, hey, he, 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 he likes scam, bro. That's just what we do. We so tired of people jumping on us all the time. That's just what we do, man. We take a fist to everything. We sensitive. Sensitivity. You remember that. I'm going to throw it back. Don't make me throw it back on old school, And Go ahead, Rob. But, um, yeah, so Trey and everyone, they were like, you know, we still felt like um, we're not getting respect. Or as John mentioned, we might not be an underdog, but we're a dark horse. You know, so they still have that chip on their shoulder, which is – that's great. That's great. You want that. Last year, it's funny you say that. Last year, I'm recorded on my radio show and everyone else's podcast. I said it was going to finish at least at least at the worst five. I said they could get four. One thing they do have, I think, the fact that they um, can take advantage of that everyone else doesn't really have, I don't believe. I mean, I'm not in everybody's locker room. I covered a few teams last year and was able to see what they were. You know, did and how they you know reacted with each other when they did work bad or good. The Hawks are a close knit team, and they're they're young. But they got enough veterans to, you know, keep them in line. I mean, honestly, I don't have like one vet vet, and that's Lou. Everybody else is like twenty five and under. Like Clinton's like the oldest was the oldest person at twenty six, which is crazy. But they're close knit, and then the fact that. They love their coach. They love each other. They they love like their playing styles mesh with each other. For instance, Brooklyn is great. We know Brooklyn's top two team, but why they're top two team? Because you have three of the top players in that league. But do their styles mesh like that? Not necessarily. Um, the other top tier teams are like that. Hawks, everything meshes. Trade drives to the hole. You got somebody to shoot, lob. You have shooters. You got defenders. I mean, no one is stepping each other's way, you know. So I think that's going to um, bode well for them. But the thing is, I got them finishing maybe four. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. This is the team that you don't want to play in the playoff. Again, they're mad at the world. They believe they can win and beat anyone. Man, I think they get back to the conference finals again. I I just don't think it's – Milwaukee is – I like Milwaukee's team, even Brooklyn, but as you saw, they still a problem. Like, it's hard to defend 
this team, especially when you got Trey being the way he is, and then you got everyone else coming in, healthy Cam, uh, you know, healthy DeAndre. I got them going to the Eastern Conference Finals once again. Now, if they go past that, I'm not saying I don't know they could, but number four in the regular season, but Eastern Conference Finals again. Who do you, who do you got them knocking off, Brooklyn or, or Milwaukee? Because those are the obvious team. You have to have them knocking off one of those two. Um, not necessarily because Brooklyn and they might mess around and knock each other off two and three. You never know. But um, honestly, but if they do, I think – I think they can knock out Brooklyn. I, I I just think they can score, but just the way they construct it, man, like it's gonna be hard to stop a KD and Harden. But I just feel like they're getting in each other's way. If someone's hot, are they? And Harden played great last year. Harden was dishing the rock, but with a Kyrie, if Kyrie's gonna be able to play in Brooklyn, <laughs> so Harden might get that game. But <laughs> that's a whole another podcast. Right. But let's say if Kyrie is playing, I just wonder if would they beat a Oklahoma City Thunder of two thousand was that two thousand sixteen or fifteen, whatever year that was when they lost to Golden State, when they couldn't decide who was hot. It was just Russ had Russ grabbed the rebound. Russ is bringing it up. If Durant grabbed the rebound, Durant is bringing it up. That's why I feel like. Hawks can beat them. I just feel like somebody's going to take an elevated shot instead of passing to the guy that's hot, and I think the Hawks going to be able to beat them. So first, I was about to get on Ed about uh, saying something along the lines of a three seed and knocking on the door of a two seed. So I was going to get on him about pretending to be drinking water in that bottle when it's really <laughs> the vodka, when it's really the vodka stuff. But then Raphael turns around and says the, something about the Hawks beating the Brooklyn Nets. To go, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought me and you because we was both bald. I figured that might, but nah. Like I don't know where to go with that. Close to light skin, um, but yeah, yeah, close, close. You know, not everybody. You know, in Chicago, know. in Chicago in the wintertime, <laughs> I would be light skin. But go ahead. That is a good point. You know, now you made a good. You made a very good point. I don't know if that says anything about you. In fact, I've been in the, in the South for 16 years and I'm not getting no darker, just more red. But that's not important. Listen, um, I want to ask you guys about X factors for this particular um, about for this particular team. But not before I ask you what somebody else just mentioned here. Shout out to Hoop Baller Scoop for jumping in here on, on, on Facebook and following us. Of course, you know that you can always watch there because we stream there as well live. Um, saying that they might be lacking another star player. I'm assuming that means either A, before they can win a championship, or B, before they can uh, go to the NBA Finals. Um, are they lacking another star player? Because I just, in my own personal opinion, um, I don't think you could just put any star player here. You know, I think it has to be the right star player. And when you say star player, does it have to be a superstar player? Because we know that there's a fine line or lack thereof that you draw in the sand between who's considered superstar players and who's considered all-star players. With or without either of those things, is that something, starting with you, Ed, that you feel like this team needs to be able to make it uh to where they're playing, at least let's just say in the final series of the NBA playoffs. I think he's on to something, to be honest with you. Um, look at the last teams that have won championships. They've all had at least a Batman and a Robin, at least. You got to go all the way back to the chip that maybe Detroit won when you had that that synchronicity of five players and you didn't really have that one guy, you know? Um you go even further back to maybe the Houston Rockets chips with Houston with uh, Akeem, but Akeem was just, you know, on another planet. So uh, is it possible? Yeah, I would say, I, I don't think it's likely. I, I just don't. I mean, I think, I think he's right. I think you do need another gun in there. Now here's the caveat. John Collins just got his money. You know, is he that guy? Is he that guy that comes up and says, you know what? I need to be that number two because he, he had, he had said today, that, you know, I need to be more aggressive in certain spots is and we, John's a young guy. Is, is this the year mm -hmm. he takes the leap? I don't know. But I think he's raised a very valuable question. You know, 
when you look at championships, they all got a Batman and Robin, you know? And I would be hard-pressed mm-hmm. to say, I don't know who the Robin is on this team, to be honest with you. That's no disrespect. That's just the reality of it. But is that is that actually a good thing to not know who the Robin is? Because the Robin can be whoever that is on any, you know, on any given night. It could be the hot hand. That can be just the Robin by committee. Or do you feel a little bit better and more confident and more comfortable with this team having a bona fide Robin despite, you know, the other situation I just explained? I, I would be more comfortable if I had a bona fide number two. All the, the team stuff, it's good for 60 wins, right? We've seen it. It's good for 60 wins. But if we're talking about playoff basketball and your dog mm-hmm. doesn't have it and he turns an ankle mm-hmm. or something happens and you got a guy like Chris Middleton can come up and get you buckets when you know that he's getting the ball and he's still going to score, that's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I don't know if the Hawks have that, to be honest with you. I mean, they got a ton of guys and a ton of guys who can be who can give you 25 on any game. Of a night, but I'm talking about when the rubber meets the road, when it's playoff times. Do you have a guy like a Chris Middleton, like an Anthony Davis, like a uh, whatever the number twos are, whoever you want to call it, that can come up and get you buckets in playoff basketball? They may have it, I don't know. I'm just saying, I haven't seen it as of yet. Raphael, let me ask you this because listen, a lot of people thought on draft night that that player probably would be Cam Reddish by this time in his career. A lot of people think coming off of last year, if he can stay healthy, um, that that player is DeAndre Hunter, if maybe not being considered the Robin, if not being considered this title or that title or labeled as this or that, he's the best player on the second best player, rather, on this team next to Trey Young. And some people say, without question, is John Collins. That duo between each other, um, you know, is clearly – uh, you know, the, 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 he, he, he would be considered the Robin. Now he's got his, you know, he's got his money. A lot of people were feeling like, you know, Hey, uh, that was his opportunity when Trey went down to be able to say, let me step in in place of Trey in this perform. These type of performances is why you pay me my money. He, he didn't necessarily have those performances. That was ideal to a lot of people. And he still ended up getting the money anyways. Does he have to be that Robin? Who is that player in your mind, and do they have to have that type of player to be playing in the last series of the playoff? Okay. Can y'all hear me? I yeah. can hear you. Okay. I can't hear you. So, all right. Sorry about that if y'all can't hear me. I can't hear y'all. So, we'll just do it like this. All right. I can hear y'all. All right. So, I'm going to tell you who I um, – I don't know about Cam yet. We we don't know. We we won't we won't find out until the season because he hasn't been healthy, like you stated before. But he has he hasn't been healthy, and this is his first year coming into the season healthy. So the good thing is the fact that the last two games or three games, I say the last two games of the playoffs, his confidence went out the roof. Just because of the fact that he was playing well, he was playing well, he helped kick the Hawks. If you want to say in the game, kind of in the game, that last game. So his confidence is through the roof. I don't know if he's that second guy, but I want to um, comment on what Ed was saying because Ed is right. The biggest thing is if Trey gets hurt, like we saw last year. But if he doesn't get hurt, I'm gonna just name one team, and they didn't even have a superstar like that. And you should know this very well, Deshaun. You know what I'm about to say. Detroit Pistons. That 04 Detroit Pistons team, as long as you stay together, as long as you're a close-knit team, you play together, everybody know they rose. There's, there's no egos. They can win. They We saw them win last year. If it wasn't for Trey getting hurt, I think Hawks was, would have been in the um, finals. And, and let's let's keep it real. Trey didn't really have a good shooting performance in the conference finals, but his will to win and everybody jumping in, like you stated, Sean, you had, you had people or different players at different times stepping up. Mm -hmm. So I think you can do that. And then speaking of John Collins, because he got his money, he's not looking over his shoulder at the GM or at his bank or 
at the clock saying, man, am I going to, you know, stay with this team? Because he didn't play well last year. But I think it was so much mm-hmm. on his mind. He bet on himself and John, my dog, but he, he didn't he didn't win, you know, um, crapped out. But I think that was because he had so much going on. But I think now the simple fact that he's, you know, he has his money. He stated today, I got my brothers with me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, forget the money. I, I'm here in Atlanta. I don't have to worry about that. I think John Collins goes back to that year when he was when he was like one of three players that had 20 and 10 throughout the season. And I think that was the same year, if I'm not mistaken, um, that he was right on the outside of maybe uh, being considered for um, for the uh, for the All Star. Um, Ed, you look like you was about to say something. I'm not really sure. Was you about to jump in? And, and yeah, and I was just gonna say, on? hey, when Raphael said, "Forget the money," no, brother, don't forget the money. Hey, but 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 I push back on the Hawks thing with um where you mentioned the Hawks, you know, take have given the Bucks a better shot of Trey is healthy. I always push back on that because if all things are fair, if you give us a healthy Trey, you got to give Milwaukee a healthy Giannis. And from what I saw last year, Giannis just wasn't going to be denied. I, I think the Hawks would have put up a better fight, but at the end of the day, Milwaukee was going to win that chip regardless. But yeah, don't forget about you know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you can never forget if it ain't about the money. Ain't um, about the money. <laughs> if it ain't about the money, it ain't about the it ain't about nothing, baby. Um I want to ask you guys this now. Uh I asked Clint Capella in, in the uh in, in media day at media day earlier. Um he was very vocal last year. Um and what was it exactly? Did he guarantee a win or something along those lines? Somebody help me out a little bit because I know he was. He said he vocal. guarantees uh, a playoff. He he guarantees like pretty much the playoffs, which isn't really much, you know, in the East. You know, it's not. You know, I don't I don't think it'll make that much of a splash. But okay, in the East, you know, when ten teams make it, I mean, it's not really much of a. He wasn't calling a home run here in, in the World Series. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And and I just recall, I'm like, I heard something along the and make no mistake about it. I mean, that's gonna be a lot easier guarantee uh for him to make then last year than it is this year. You got a lot of teams that are getting better. Chicago's uh added some pieces. Uh Charlotte has, you know, gotten a little bit better and they were right there on the outside looking in. You've got quite a few pieces that are just constantly, you know, looking forward to getting better and things of that nature. So I think it'll be interesting. But I say all of that because I asked him, listen, you guaranteed something. Okay. I know it's early. People don't like to make guarantees this early. But if you can guarantee us and Hawks Nation and the whole nine anything uh, this upcoming year, what would that thing be? He said, I guarantee the playoffs. Mm, okay, you know, I know that might not be st- – you're supposed to do that, especially coming off the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, for you guys, this I guess I'll propose the question to you. If you guys can guarantee the people that are watching right now, all two of them, okay, uh, anything right now guaranteed, without any basketball being played yet, what do you guys feel confident not something that's the most obvious of obvious. Go out on a limb a little bit. I'm building it up for a reason because I want you guys to think about it. If, if there's something that you can either A, guarantee, or B, feel extremely confident about, then maybe it's something that a lot of pe- other people are really thinking about right now when it comes to this Hawks. What is some you feel that confident that you can either guarantee or almost guarantee, starting with Edwin, that we'll see from this Hawks team this year? Um, the first thing that pops in my mind is just entertainment. Like, why do we play this game? They, they play the game to, to win a championship and everything. But folks pack that stadium to be entertained. And mm-hmm. that place, you know, it it, it, it is rocking. I remember back in the days covering the Hawks where it wasn't rocking. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, if nothing else, uh, you Welcome can, to the you party, Ed. Yeah. Welcome you know to the saying? party. I've been waiting on somebody else to show up. <laughs> hey. I, I I go back to the to the Josh Smith and, and Josh Childress days, you know. But uh, if if nothing else, this team will be entertaining. Trey, he lives for that. He's a showman, you know. what I'm saying that if nothing else, when you get that ticket to go to uh, the the arena, you will be entertained. You will be entertained, will be. and that's a that's a guarantee. 
right. Uh, Raphael, what can you guarantee or nearly guarantee that you think that we'll see from uh, from this game this year? Well, I guess this is cheating because I said this two years ago, but I guarantee that Trey Young will be top three in MVP voting this year. Interesting. I, think, I mean, right now, he he has everybody's attention. So the league is watching now. The league know who, who they are. They're playing on national TV. Uh, they're competing. They're beating good teams, very good teams, even the great teams in the league. And if he's putting up 25 and 9, that's MVP number, especially if you're winning 50-some games. So I, I believe they're going to win 50 over 50 games. So if you're winning, if they win over 50 games and finish in the top four or top three, MVP voting watch, top three. Now, if he wins it, I don't know. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he won't. But at least top three, MVP voting. I mean, come on, man. Like, if you think about it, you think of the players that's getting MVP votes, like we know Steph went crazy. But Steph, them, they didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, they would have been in the playoffs. No, I think they would have been in the playoffs. I think with the seven and eight seed, when they played the Lakers, they were the eight seed. But still, he had 30 points a game, 31, 32, whatever it was, like six assists. When you got somebody getting 25, 27, and nine assists, those are MVP numbers. Hence, as, as look, at, look at your boy Steve Nash, 18 and nine. But he was on notice. If the, the the league loved them. They were playing on national televised games. They were a top three team. So if they're a top three team and he's getting 25 and nine, th those are great numbers. Exceptional numbers. So top three MVP voting. I said it, Mr. Controversy. Yeah. Mark it down. You heard it here first. I just see the I just see the smirk on Edwin's face and I can only imagine what he's thinking right now. Got my dudes in here with me just for a couple more minutes. I'm gonna get them up out of here, but I wanted them to be able to come in and shed some knowledge and and be able to educate the people on some things that they heard uh, from media day earlier on today. I'm gonna ask them one more question before uh, I asked them one more question about, um, you know, a couple quotes or just things that they also took away that they heard from some players, maybe even from the head coach and Nate McMillan. Of course, I want to remind you guys and in, 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 uh, in, a, uh, in a reset, you're watching Tate's Take. Uh, we like to call it uh, Where Basketball Lives. And I uh, got my dude sitting here with me, man. Got the CEO and owner of the Three Point Conversion, also a podcast host. I'm sorry, a show host, excuse me, radio show host, uh, that being Raphael Haynes, and uh, of course, a podcast host and jack of all trades, uh, and Edwin Powell. Go and give him a follow at Hawks Beat uh, on social media. Um, you know, just listen to some of the things that you guys are talking about, especially with the inner from an entertainment aspect. All the days of you know, uh, 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 you know, selling gazebos and, you know, plush couches, come to the game. You can lay out on a plush couch and come in, come up here and have a drink and bring your friends social outings. And, uh, what is that? The, the swipe left. I'm not doing all the dating app stuff, but what do you call this? The swipe left, uh, uh, tender night and all hey, that. Hey man, you, you're talking to two married men, bro. You know, we ain't fit to chime in on that. I don't listen. <laughs> Y'all be at more games than me. I thought y'all might have knew what it's called, but now you try to put me on the light. Now I got it. Now I got something. Now, okay, now I see where we. Now I see where we going. Okay, now I oh, uh, uh, thank you, Ed. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but no, but no more. You know, Tinder night and this and that. It's no more. You know, come up here and hang out in social gatherings and social outings. By the way, there's going to be a basketball game played here later on tonight too. Those days are over. Now it's about coming in. You know, wearing your red. You know, bleeding. You know, Hawks Nation standing up, getting loud, uh, and all that good stuff. And uh, you know, Lou Williams definitely mentioned something about. You know, he's from here. You know, born and raised and. He's on his second, you know, his second tenure of being a hawk, and he's never seen it like this. He had chills going through his body, seeing the way that people came to support because it wasn't like that the last time around. I think that speaks volume. I want you guys to kind of talk a little bit about 
what you want and need to see because there's a lot of stuff going on in around these communities it's a it's a it's a it's it's one of the biggest places for nightlife if not the biggest we know about the strip clubs and everything else that goes on there's just regular stuff to do here how important does how important is it for the fan base to come out and support from the jump right out of the gate for uh for this team and even more so um you know just uh, talking about uh you know some of the other things that people may not necessarily take um trying to find my words here uh some things that people might actually take for granted a little bit uh that you believe is keys to what Atlanta could be trying to put together for the upcoming season I would say this um I mean Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks are the hottest sports team going right now you know you got the Falcons you're not really sure which road that thing is going to go and the United are having some issues. The Braves are doing pretty well, but uh, when the Hawks are going, man, this city will be electric. I mean, like last year uh, during the run, the city was electric. And uh, <clears throat> it's good for the city. More people are out. More people are are going to restaurants. There is, the money is good for the money. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, gone are, the, gone are the nights where they have Tinder, where they have the promotions. Now, listen. They're charging five bucks for the open run on Saturday now, right? The price, hey, and for all my wire friends, the price of the brick done gone up. <laughs> they paying for these dudes. These these practices ain't gonna be free no more. Go ahead and shoot us some. Is that a, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ed, did you just make a dope reference? <laughs> hey man, everybody that has seen the wire, the greatest show ever created, they understand what I'm talking about. Price Let of the brick done gone my up, boy, man. Ed. Let me make let let me find out my boy ain't giving drug references. <laughs> hey man, it's just simple economics though. But I mean, it, it's very important that the Hawks do well, and I think they will, and the city will definitely embrace them like they did last year. No doubt, no doubt. Just learned something new today about Ed. I don't know if you knew this, Raphael, or not, but I just learned something new. Yeah, I know. Uh, I Raphael, what, what games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm gonna have to watch myself when I'm when I'm uh, uh uh when I'm hanging out with Ed, man. I don't know. He he might have some bodies in the trunk. Uh, Raphael, give me your take, man, about just what you've seen from because a lot of people don't realize that this is a very important piece and key element too to this team. And you see, you know, a lot of times you go to a lot of Hawks games. You know, we we've, we've all talked about being behind this team and covering them for so many years. The Knicks come to town, Lakers come to town, and. You've got more people. You would think it's a home game for the opposing team more so. I think that that stuff makes a significant difference, in my opinion. And by the way, also having the respect from other teams because the Hawks are going to be highlighted and circled on people's calendars now. It ain't like, oh, we going to Atlanta to go to Magic City and we're going to go hang out for a little bit. By the way, we got to play the Hawks. We got a basketball game. But, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, they're, they're the scum of the earth. We're going to destroy them. They have to be respected now. Give me your take on all of those things, including the Atlanta Hawks fan base and what you feel like this team needs to see from them in the upcoming season. Well, honestly, I don't think it's about the fans. The fans are ready to support. The Braves, they've been let down too many times. The Falcons, the owners are not, or GMs are not doing what the fans want them to do. So the fans are waiting to go crazy, scream and all that. So it's not about the fans, it's about the Hawks. Because we've seen them come and support. Once they got Trey, Trey's first, I'll never forget, Trey's first year in, what, April, when they're 15, 15 and, and 48 or whatever, and they're playing, uh, what, what's a bad team? I don't, I'm just name a bad team. Magic. Sacra, let's start with the Sacramento Kings for crying out loud. Oh, the King, yeah, the Kings back in there, the Kings <laughs> of Magic, and it's jam packed. It was crowded in Atlanta, but they saw the excitement. So I think it's up to the Hawks to keep that up. The fans, we we saw them come. We seen them come um, last year in the playoffs. So it's up to the Hawks to keep that up. If they keep that up to play well, compete. You won't have to worry about the fans because the fans need something to cheer about. You got people that's moved here in the last five to seven years. They they were here with this rebuild, so they feel a part of this team. 
So the fans, the fans are good. It's just the players need to keep that up. As you mentioned, the, right now the other teams, you know, you won't have to worry if you're a fan of coming to the game. You won't have to worry about low management playing the Hawks like we used to see. You know, it's been plenty of games we had to cover when the Clippers came to town. Kawhi didn't play, PG didn't play, Lou didn't play, uh, and you know, it, we we seen a lot of them games right here when we're covering them. You won't hey, see. Hey, and, and and shout out to all of those media folks that cover the uh, the Hawks and say like the Orlando Magic on a Sunday at like 2 p.m. when all the other media outlets aren't there. But go ahead, Raphael. Go ahead and finish. <laughs> Point taken. I wish I had a bell to ring for Edwin right there. Tier two. But yeah, so <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't you don't have to worry about that now as fans. You know, they, they're gonna come play. They're gonna matter of fact, they were they would do the low management the game before so they'll be ready to play the Hawks. That's how it's gonna be nowadays so yeah it's going to be different man it's, it's going to be good to see that it's going to be good to see the fans be there the whole year the entire year and see atlanta play as well as we think they're going to play uh i i, I what i like about the players and they bought in is the fact that they will go ahead with the fans you'll see them raising their hands up cheering jumping getting the crowd you watch cam cam does that a lot JC does that a lot. That's good. That's what you want. And then, of course, we will see if if you're if you're a um, what's the word? If if you love celebrities, if you're one of the people that oh my god, I seen uh, future. I seen come to the arena this year. I guarantee you, it will be packed and filled with celebrities. Let me say this much. Um, I know we're getting ready to get out of here. Obviously, Monday night football and all that kind of stuff. Um, don't say all that kind of stuff. Don't, don't say that. that. Let's not go there. Let's not go there, Deshaun. I know uh, this is a basketball show, but let's not go there. All that football stuff, that football garbage, that football car- Listen, my team is 0-3, bro, so don't – listen – you're lucky I didn't ring your phone after that performance from yeah, Justin was, Fields. Right. Almost okay, so don't get don't 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 get me started. He only got sacked almost double digit number of times. Hey, don't, look, don't don't get turn me. This, Hey, you want entertainment? Don't don't turn this into the bear because I will give them entertainment talking about that game. Please don't. <laughs> at least at least we crazy. gave you at least the at least the Lions gave you some entertainment. You know what? Sometimes, you know what? I promise I'm going to get up off of this. I'm, I'm almost finished. I promise we're going to conclude because I don't want to keep y'all any longer. But sometimes I just now watch the Detroit Lions to see if they can find a new way to lose that I've never <laughs> seen before in my life. And they did that with a 66-yard field goal on yesterday. It all makes sense. Um, getting ready to do the closing remarks. Um, Edwin, you're not from Baltimore, are you? Nah, man. I'm from Tampa. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, so now, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let Ed live. I'm gonna let Ed live. Um, but no, um, given some of the closing remarks, uh, to go behind this for you guys, I appreciate you guys for coming on. Um, what is the one quote that you may have taken away from any player, any coach whatsoever, uh, on? on today on media day that's going to stick with you throughout the season when you're writing when you're referencing this team you might say hey this guy i remember at media day said this and that's going to be a reference point that's going to stick with me long term what could that potentially be what 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 caught your attention the most and uh even closing remarks coming after that from you guys please and thanks add up first um i would just say it's not a, a specific remark um, if you're listening to Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan was talking about his staff and the new guys that he had brought in. Some of the guys have gone from place to another and uh, as does, you know, the NBA coaching carousel and the way he was talking about his staff and the confidence that he had in guys like his son and guys that he brought in and Nick Van Exel, um, the confidence that he had in those assistants. The average fan doesn't understand how much work assistant coaches do in the NBA. And so mm-hmm. he believes in that staff just as much as he believes in his players. And I think that's very pivotal. And if there's any, if there's any gains that you see from the players, you got to credit your assistants. So I'll always think about what he was talking, how he was just 
uh, affirming his assistance and saying like, yo, man, I got a good crew. You know, I got my crew and like they ready. And, and to me, like that's a little bit I got I take away more than that than any of the player. But that's kind of what I take away from it. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, hashtag whole squad ready. Go ahead and um, go ahead and plug uh, what you got going on, the projects you're working on, things that are coming up. Hawks Beat Podcast. I encourage everybody to go and follow uh if there's anything extra that you may want to add that i didn't yeah man as always man it's it's, it's dope check uh chopping it up with y'all man y'all know how we do uh the hawksby podcast is coming back um probably the end of this week starting our eighth season uh we we banged out about close to 90 podcasts last season uh we 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 transitioned into a a post-game podcast so after each game uh, regardless, we shout out a podcast to you. So um, we're giving it to you a lot more frequently this year. We're going to try to do the same thing. But Hawksbeat Podcast, you can find it on all your streaming platforms. On Twitter, at Hawksbeat. Y'all know how to get at me. You know what I'm saying? I'm around. So uh, we're looking forward to covering the Hawks this year uh, in whatever capacity. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to make it do what it do. I'm looking forward to getting on uh, Ed's podcast Next time I get an invite, I'm coming on there giving all kind of drug references. Uh, Raphael, <laughs> Raphael, uh, give me a uh, uh, give, give me a notable quote that you took away from earlier today's media day, and follow that up with uh, some closing remarks, including letting everybody know uh, about your upcoming projects and things that you got work that you're working on. All right. So what I took away is that the Bears should fire. Nagging. So, uh, oh, my bad. Hey, see, still on it. My fault, man. Uh, fine, man. All right. So, um, let me. You said Hawks. My fault. So, <laughs> no. Um, Cam Reddish. At least man. listen, listen. At least Nagy didn't go off running his mouth about how we're gonna do this and do that and punch people in the in the face and do all this other kind of stuff that. Dan Campbell, I think yeah. his name is. I don't even know. You ain't even been there long enough to talk like that. My bad. I got a little extra. Uh, go ahead, Raphael. <laughs> no, Cam Red is saying that I didn't say that. No, that was funny. Though, yeah, but... <laughs> that was perfect. That was funny. That was perfect. I didn't say that. But no, it, honestly, it was bogey. <laughs> I, I think everyone else was talking about, well, you know, we can't, you know, we got to focus on this year. This is, um, you know, we did great last year, but let's focus on this year. or We got to get better this year. I can't remember, but I know for the, for a fact that the first person I heard say this was Bogey, and Bogey said, look, last year was last year. I'm not thinking about last year. We can't think about last year. That was the biggest statement of the entire conference. That right there let me know <laughs> that mm -hmm. they weren't – they're not satisfied. They know mm -hmm. that they can't dwell on that. It, that. I mean, that was big, and then after that, Everyone else kept, you know, kind of, kind of followed. They didn't say they might have said those words, exact words, but it was, hey, it's about this year. That stood out to me just because of the fact that, like I said, that's what a veteran team does. You know what I'm saying? You, you younger teams that do well, they harp on it. And like I mentioned earlier, usually everyone is media day. They're happy. They they weren't serious, but you saw a focus about them. They were all focused, all of them. So that's what stood out. And again, I appreciate it, man. Um, always good to chop it up with Ed as well. The three-point conversion, man, we, we're on YouTube. Uh, check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. We, we, we have the Hawks, Charlotte Hornets. Now we're going to be providing videos and clips from every NBA team. Um, we, we cover the Georgia Tech, cover UCF, Clemson, Georgia State, um, WNBA teams, we cover it all. We got the radio show every Saturday morning. If you're in Atlanta on 1100 AM, WWE, The Real. Also go to iHeartRadio and go to the three-point conversion radio station. The radio is nationally syndicated there. Um, what else? Uh, it's a lot. We got a lot, but... Um, Hey, appreciate it again, man. Appreciate it again. It always good, uh, you know, chop it up with you, man. Always learn some drugs. Hey, real quick. <laughs> Ed, come with that. 
with with the vest. You know, he be killing with the with the sweater and the tie. I'm like, yeah. this, this yeah. you sit next yeah. to that joker. Oh, like that's why I was surprised when he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, no doubt, man. He always man, coming. Old school G. Yeah, OG. Yeah, OG Ed always coming with some drip, man. One of these days, I'm gonna pull my 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 Croc skins out, man. My Gators or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? My I'm gonna have to pull the reptile shoes out, but no, uh, I thank you guys so much. Deshaun, uh, go ahead. That boy put his hand up like he was in first grade. Go ahead. All right. Can we can we just give Ed though props? Ed was the first to do the um, post game reports video. What no one was doing it. Ed was the first one to do it. He was. No, Ed, 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 I asked Ed, Ed, I said, Ed, can I do it? Ed, you mind him? He was like, go ahead, man. We started next. You asked him. You asked him for per, like he had to fill out a permission slip, like you was going on a field trip. I was like, "Yo, bro, it's cool because you know you you see people copying you, man. I don't like that stuff when they copy you and they don't give you credit." And I kind of took the format, flipped it a little bit, but it was like it was dope. And he was like, "Yeah, man, go ahead." I was stood next to him, watch my did mine, and then next thing you know, after the game, you thought it was a concert because like fifteen people doing the post game reports. <laughs> Shout out to Ed. It's all good, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. You kind of made Ed sound ancient for a second, man, but it's all good. We're going to let you ride on that one. Like, you almost (laughs) threw it back to, like, old school cell phone. Remember we used to have a cell phone? You had to flip it down from the bottom. Remember we talked to you and pull the the antenna up with the teeth? Yeah, the Zach Morris cell phone. And with the orange backlight, that's all another conversation. Listen, man, I really appreciate you guys for coming through, showing some love in conclusion for episode number 98. Uh, appreciate my guys. Again, give them a follow. Raphael Haynes, owner, CEO, and radio host of the Three Point Conversion on Twitter at Three Point Conversion at 3PTCNVRSN. If you don't know it, then just go to YouTube, follow this thing, and slow it down a little bit. And then, of course, to my dude, Edwin Powell, go and check him out, man. He's been doing this for a while, and uh, he's very good at what he does. And he gives you all of the comprehensive breakdown on his podcast, uh, Hawks Beat, at Hawks Beat on social media, any and everything, 365 ATL True to Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, appreciate you guys, man, so much for coming on. Appreciate everybody for watching. Remember to go and follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, where basketball lives. That's T A T E S T A K E H O O P S. And don't forget to go and tell your mama, your grandmama, and your baby mama where they can find us the most entertaining, the most informational, and of course, the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. Sign off concluding episode number 98 getting closer to number 100 god willing i'll talk to you guys in the next one bye